virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Friday, 12 August, year of our Lord, 2022. We have Jack Posobiec from Human Events Daily. He's got a new show at 10 o'clock every night, Eastern Daylight Time on A Real America's Voice. It's a must-watch. It's the evening edition, the nighttime edition, <laughs> the night watch of War Room. I want to go to Cortez real quick. I got Cortez in here. Cortez is going to be doing economics. But, Steve, i got to ask you the politics before I go back to Posobiec. I've got uh, David Brooks in the New York Times, and I've got George Will in the Washington Post. And they're essentially saying... Unless Merrick Garland comes for it like immediately and gives a major rationale for why this was done, just wait for Trump 2024. It's all over. Game, set, match. Your thoughts on that, your political thoughts on that as a right. one of the lead spokesmen for President Trump and one of our top guys for messaging, sir. Sure. Listen, as an American, what happened was an atrocity against this country, against the Constitution, against precedent. But I will say as a campaign operative, I think it was a it was a sign of incredible desperation from the Democrats. And in that regard, it was actually a gift to the candidacy of Donald Trump, which is why I am encouraging him to to announce as soon as possible. I think from a tactical campaign perspective, it's the right thing to do. I also think from a patriotic perspective, it's the right thing to do, that he can fight back against this abuse of power better as an official announced candidate rather than simply an ex-president um, and a private citizen of the United States. But yes, listen, I don't often agree with people like David Brooks and George Will, but I'm going to concur in this case. You know, clearly, I think Donald Trump was the presumptive nominee anyway, was the favorite to win the presidency again, given the created crises that right now bedevil this country because of Joe Biden and his complete mismanagement of the economy, particularly, but other issues as well, like the border. But now that he has engaged in this police state tactic, I, I think even people who don't necessarily ideologically agree with us, even people who aren't necessarily friendly to the America First agenda, they see this abuse of power for what it is. And, and independence and even persuadable Democrats are going to come our way, are going to come to the to the uh, agenda and movement of President Trump. Steve, hang on. We're going to get to your chalk talk and your analysis of this economy in, in a second. We'll go back to Pasovic. Pasovic, given the oligarchies we've allowed to develop in this nation, Twitter comes out yesterday. And look, you're you're the you're the pro from Dover on all things Twitter in the whole world, but particularly in the in the MAGA movement and for President Trump, you're by far the best and you understand that you understand the flows and the mechanisms. What did Twitter say yesterday? And should people be concerned that this is another the oligarchs are stepping up not to put their thumb on the scale, but essentially shut down the scale for November 8th? 
Look, Steve, this comes as no surprise to anyone who's been on Twitter. We already lived through the censoring of the Hunter Biden laptop story. I'm waiting for Twitter's uh, civic integrity. They're calling it civic integrity board. I'm waiting them for to announce that Hunter Biden is going to be Twitter's head of the civic civic integrity board. Elon Musk, come on, buddy. If you're going to step up and fix this thing, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, Elon. Where's the you know, where's the deal? You're trying to back out. You're playing footsies. You're going to court in Delaware. Where's the deal, Elon? You said you were going to stop up and all the little Elon bros said that he was going to fix everything. and It was going to be great. <laughs> all right. Show me the receipts because I want the receipts from Garland. I want the receipts from Trump. Trump's asking for the receipts. I want the receipts on Elon. Look, is Twitter going to put the finger on a scale? Of course they are. That's why you need Getter. That's why you need Rumble. That's why you need Real America's Voice. That's why you need Human Events Daily and Frontlines, the War Room Night Watch. That's why you need independent platforms out there because they're always going to put the finger on a scale. That's why Carrie Lake, how many times did Carrie Lake go on Fox News? Once. She went on once. That was a victory of independent media. When you saw the, 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 well, the throwdown that turned into the agreement between myself and John Stewart, that was old media versus new media. This is how it's done now. That's why Klaus Schwab is sending his goons out to detain me, to come after me and my Turning Point crew when we're over there in Davos to come after us. And now we hear that the, the World Economic Forum wants to use AI to go and censor keywords across the internet. It's simple. It's very simple what they're doing. It's obvious. It's, and I've had, I've had people, by the way, Steve, telling, calling me up yesterday, people that are currently serving in the intelligence community, saying this is clear timing. The reason the FBI launched this raid when they did, is be, and the DOJ, is because they can see, they can see the Trump candidates winning the primaries, but Trump has yet to announce. So they're trying to time it because they know he's about to announce, but they won't be uh, you know, attacked for going after a currently announced kid. It's very, it's so obvious what they're doing. It's so obvious the timing that you would have to be a fool to overlook it. Look, we know what's going on. And Gar- I, you know what? I actually give Garland credit for one thing. I give him credit for one thing. He told us the truth. This raid order came down from the top. So, all right, if you want to go mask off, we'll go mask off. Last thing, the White House, you're saying it's it's obvious by the crickets. Nobody's coming near this thing as radioactive as it is. That's your reporting because you, you're you're deeply sourced inside the White House. Oh, 100 percent. And and we'll be covering that that deeply. We're going to go line by line, everything that's happening on this South Carolina trip. Look, the only thing the White House has ever said for the first time that I completely agree with and I think is 100 percent true is that Joe Biden knew nothing because I guarantee you Joe Biden never knows anything. That's something I'm like, yeah, he probably didn't know anything. Right. Of course, they're not telling him because they're telling you now who's really in charge. This is the administrative state. This is, as I called him the other day when I went through line by line on the Millie letter, the deranged eunuch class. And that's what you had in front of the American people. I called this. That was the deranged eunuch class striking out in their own impetus because they can never win over the American people. All they have is brute force. Jack Pasovic, with social media, how they get you and how they get to the uh, new show. Yeah, it's at Twitter, at Jack Posobiec. We're going up on Rumble. We're live on Getter, of course, as well, every single day. It's 10 p.m. Eastern. We're the War Room Night Watch, Human Events Daily, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. we got the new email up, liberty at tpusa.com. So shoot us an email, comment, tip, suggestion. Shoot us the hate mail, too. Shoot us the trolls. I love it. And I respond to the trolls, too. <laughs> 
like Andrew Breitbart, your mentor. You always go to the trolls first. Jack, thank you so much. Thank you for sticking around today. Nuclear hot. Coming in nuclear hot tonight. <laughs> you got to watch that show. It's amazing. Okay, let's go, let's play the cold open. Cortez has got some serious business here to talk about the economy, not spin. Let's play the chalk talk and bring in Steve. It's the repo man is getting busy, and that's an ominous sign of Biden's car troubles. For the numbers, let's go to a chalk talk brought to you by Getter. Repossessions have now risen to 15,000 per day nationwide in America. Why? Because of unsustainable debt. Total auto loan debt, $1.43 trillion, a record. And for the first time ever, the average loan balance is over $20,000 per car. That means a monthly payment of $730 every single month. That's so many consumers simply can't afford because prices are skyrocketing everywhere in their life. Now, let's look at an affordability index. How many weeks does it take to work for the average worker to buy the average new car? Back in 2013, it took 36 weeks. 2019, under Trump, it went all the way down to only 32 weeks. For most of the last decade, this number was pretty stable at 35 weeks. But now, it explodes up to 42 weeks. You're working an extra seven weeks to buy a car and it's because of Biden and the Democrats. Steve, the first thing I got to ask you, why is business media just take the top line cheerlead numbers and then spin it and all right. they pull the pom poms out? You do more work just coming on your chalk talks and coming on the war room than literally CNBC all day. Right. How does that work, sir? You know, Steve, I, I think there are two reasons. The first, unfortunately, is ideological. It's just their commitment to narrative, you know, and they prioritize narrative and the corporatist agenda over truth, over fact-finding, over storytelling, over journalism. That That's just the unfortunate reality that the business media, which used to be a bit separate from the rest of the corporate media, is now totally intertwined with them, unfortunately, and has effectively become, particularly CNBC, has effectively become a PR arm of the Democratic Party and gigantic corporations. But then the second reason, Steve, which I don't think we should underestimate, is just laziness. Okay, listen, the, here's the unfortunate reality. And I say this as somebody who comes out of the cable news world, okay? But most people who are on television are there because they want to be on television, not because they want to do the hard work, not because they want to do research, because they want to do hours and hours of economic research to find exactly the right statistics um, that prove exactly the correct point and then write it persuasively for the American people. There are, there are precious few of those folks out there anymore, Steve. Old school journalists who want to do research and, and who are not lazy. Instead, it's far easier to simply take the press releases effectively of the Democrats on Capitol Hill or the White House or gigantic corporations and just copy and paste and, and effectively put that out and pretend that you're doing real work. So I think it's a combination of, of the ideology and the commitment to narrative, unfortunately. But then also, Steve, again, don't underestimate human laziness, particularly for people in the media. You know, there is no more self-congratulatory group of people on planet Earth than on-air talent at the major news organizations. And that is just the reality, Steve. They, they are entitled, they are smug, they are lazy, and they don't want to do the hard work of digging in and seeing, for example, right now, what kind of shape is the economy actually in? What are regular people experiencing? Not people in New York newsrooms, not people uh, who hang around uh, luxury hotels in Washington, D.C. with a bunch of lobbyists at the, at the bar having cocktails. What are regular Americans dealing with right now? Well, one of the things they're dealing with is a massive rise in delinquency of car loans. Why? Because car prices, both new and used, are at all-time highs. 
and, and significantly so. Interest rates are rising. Repossessions are starting to rise. I fear and believe, and I think the numbers prove this point, that the repo man is about to get really busy in the United States. This is the kind of tangible kitchen table, real world stuff that people are dealing with. And the corporate media, unfortunately, is largely unaware of it. Or if they are aware, simply choose to ignore it. We started the, the show with Harriet Hageman, and she brought up the point, hey, you know, you hear the stuff coming out of Washington, D.C. about the prices dropping. She says, hey, prices have never been, they're like all-time highs out here. They're crushing the ranchers and farmers, right. and it's going to start rolling through uh, the food side. Tell us about that for a second. This, this, you had a slight tick down of the of the acceleration uh, decelerating of the accelerating rate of right. inflation hageman says out there she goes they're not seeing any stop to inflation people are getting right. crushed steve cortez no listen he, let, let's be precise about this there was a slight downtick a very slight downtick in the rate of acceleration okay that's what has happened all right prices are not falling there is a slight downtick in the rate of acceleration in the month of July you know as i proved in my chalk talk yesterday cnn said and this is a quote the falling price of food and gas. No, food and gas are not falling, not at all. As a matter of fact, food prices are rising at a faster pace than they have since 1979 in this country. That's according to the official government statistics, which were just released in the CPI report. You know, let me point out another price, and this is related to what uh, Hageman was saying, because I think this is important because she mentioned agriculture. If we have that chart ready, uh, chart number one, which is natural gas prices, because this isn't getting much attention from corporate media, because again, they're lazy and they're committed to narrative. But guess what's happened in natural gas in just the last few weeks, Steve? Natural gas did take a huge hit in June and into early July, got all the way down from, from above $9 to below $5.50. But guess what? It is snapping all the way back. It nearly touched $9 yesterday. And as you can see from that chart, for the folks who are watching, not just listening, we are very near all-time highs again for natural gas. Now, you might think, well, what does natural gas have to do with farming? Well, quite a lot, actually, particularly as it relates to fertilizer. Natural gas, in some ways, Steve, is even more important to the broad economy than gasoline, as important as gasoline is, because natural gas is really the fuel for the factories and farms of America. And it's the fuel, thankfully, that America for decades had been able to count on plentiful, affordable domestic supplies because we are the Saudi America of natural gas. Joe Biden, unfortunately, ruined that. He squandered uh, that great blessing of this land. Natural gas prices are now soaring. And I fear that we're going to hear a lot more in the coming weeks. You don't hear anything now, but we're going to hear a lot yeah. more in the coming weeks about natural gas as a massive inflationary force for this economy. Steve, how do people get to your writings on Substack? How do they get to all your uh, Getter lives? Yeah, please find me at Steve on Getter. I'm at Cortez Steve on the Twitter. Some of the best economic analysis out there. And I know this for a fact because I have people call me all the time and say, hey, we depend upon Cortez and how he breaks it down. Steve, thank you very much for taking time to join us today. Dave Bratt, our economist from Liberty, next in the War Room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. 
They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, go to mypillow.com, promo code War Room. We got sales all over the place. You got the new slippers up on sale. You've got the sheets, 39 bucks. You've got the deal that you can't get at Walmart because Walmart won't let him in the door anymore because of his political beliefs, $19.88. But here's the key. They've got so many products and so many sales. Just go to our square. What you do is go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARUM, and then you've got the whole thing. You can click through and see all of it. MyPillow.com, promo code WARUM. Also, PrecinctStrategy.com. This is totally free. We need everybody to get engaged. We need whatever your whatever your uh, interest is, whether it's parental rights to help at the school board level, whether it's to get involved in local politics, whether it's to become an election official, not just a poll watcher. You don't want to be a poll watcher anymore. You want to be a poll worker inside the room or an election judge. So you go there. One easy way to start is precinctstrategy.com. This is uh, Steve Stern and Dan Schultz and the whole team over there. Dan Schultz has been doing this for a long time. He's got a book on it. You just go. You check your own state of how you sign up, how you get involved. Remember, be an owner, not a donor. You don't need to write a check. This is totally free. But the Army of Awakened need the phalanx to man up. And that means you gotta, you gotta volunteer. You gotta get engaged. Everybody's against you. Capital Wall Street's against you. The tech oligarchs are against you. Big farmers against you. Big media's against you. Hey, I like the odds, right? You can tell a person by their enemies. So said David Brooks in his piece today. He said the new power in the Republican party comes from people that have the right enemies. Well, hey, who knows? But I think I got a couple of three enemies, right? All good. Okay. Let's bring in Dave Brett now. Dave, on the, uh, I want to, you've got some charts on the economy. Here's what I love about you, Brett. Two things that you've called, you know, uh, uh, Navarro and Cortez were the stagflation. You came out over the last couple of months, the last six or seven months and said, Hey, we have a, we have a big problem in this country. The underlying economy has not never really been, it, we've lost our productivity. We've lost our edge. The real economy doesn't really generate any growth anymore. This is all financial, yeah. uh, you know, uh, mumbo jumbo. This is all the, the sleight of hand of the Federal Reserve and just continue to print money. And you've shown that you said, hey, real interest rate should be at seven and a quarter, seven and a half. Not the nonsense we've got today, which continues yeah. to print easy money. So walk through your analysis every day. NPR, in fact, on my getter account, I think we put up NPR came out and said, hey, you know, the companies are signaling you there's a real problem here. 
they're 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 cutting marketing and advertising, which are always a leading indicator. They're cutting costs dramatically, right? The trips and the overhead and all that, the T and E's and the overhead and the extra. And wait for it, they're starting to cut jobs. They're not filling the job empty the jobs they got, but they're also starting to cut jobs. And even NPR said that does not portend well for the real economy and real Americans. Dave Bratt, take it away, brother. Yeah, well, Navarro and Cortez hammers it every day, and he had it just right today. The the average person is getting hammered, right? I mean, inflation went from nine to eight and a half. Wow, whoop de doo It's still 40-year high, right? And so it's hammering everybody back home. Uh, but then the people, uh, the middle class turns on the TV at night, and they see the stock market going up, and they go, are Bratton, Cortez, and Navarro right? And so I got uh, two pieces I want to lay out today to show uh, that we are right. Uh, and, and also Cortez hit yesterday, the uh, productivity is down again, right? That's the most basic economic uh, variable output per hour, right? The amount of stuff you're making. And so that that's just decisive. But the average person sees the stock market going up. How in the world can that be? <clears throat> well, it's because the Fed is wimping out, right? They're on the knife edge and they, they do not want to cause a deep, deep depression, and so they're backing off and they, the markets think uh, the Fed is going to be accommodative and they're still stimulative. They haven't really done any uh, significant tightening, right? Having an interest rate at, at 2% is not tightening in, by historic standards. And then on the, you got the Green Mansion uh, bill, 500 billion plus more. Ho, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Before, ho, ho, hang on, hang yep. on, hang on, hang on. Before you get to the fiscal part of it, even, yep. we haven't seen. I'm not sure they're not even doing quantitative easing, but they certainly aren't doing any quantitative tightening. They have not no, taken right, off right. anything. They have not shrunk the balance sheet at all. And now we're getting articles in the Financial Times. Wow, this could be really dangerous. You know, this could be dangerous. So the promise of quantitative tightening, of taking liquidity out to try yeah. to slow things down, they absolutely are not doing that, right? Not, and they're showing, they're given right. uh, indicators they're only going to do 50 basis point, uh, uh, not 75, but only 50 basis points in September. Yeah. But as importantly, Dave, they're not taking any of the juice out of the system, correct? Right. Yeah, they're not serious. <clears throat> Markets know it, so they're forward-looking, and uh, they think it's a joke, right? So they're going to get off easy, they think. But the, the problem is is the Fed is heightening the number one issue in the polls. Uh, it, they're not tightening, so you got they're still printing money, 6% growth. And now the federal government's doing more spending, Keynesian uh, demand side stuff, instead of focusing on the supply side, which is a problem. And so everything is stimulative. And so you're going to have inflation. You're going to have an enduring high inflation. So that's the first thing. I just want to tell the people when uh, Cortez is going off, he's nailing it right. And it's the real story. And then if Cameron's got the uh, couple of charts, I just want to confirm what uh, at Steve has been saying, yeah. here's the consumer, right? This is 70% of the economy, uh, U.S. is 70% uh, consumption. So the consumer, look at the far right. That's where we are right now. So it doesn't matter what you're looking at, current uh, situation, uh, consumer sentiment, their feelings at present, or expectations going out in the future. They're basically the same shape. And if you'll notice, they're at what the average American is feeling right now is equal to being at the bottom of the financial crisis back in 08. So any any time the nightly news or Biden says there's no inflation, uh, okay, if you're arguing uh, with a couple hundred million people that feel that they're at the bottom of the 08 financial crisis in terms of their consumer sentiment, the, the way they feel about the economy, and their expectations of the future economy, 
Uh, good luck to you. And then the next couple of charts, just real quick, 10 seconds on each. Uh, this just shows you what a recession looks like, right? So here's at the far right, you got 2022 quarter one. So everything's kind of positive before, boom. So when the mainstream press and Cortez had it right, a lot of it's just laziness. Uh, but where are the economists? Uh, the economists live off of grants and federal funding, et cetera. Uh, and so they're nowhere to be found because if they came out and told the truth about what's really going on with the economy, they'd all be fired. And then in closing, the last graph just confirms uh, that one a little more strongly. Here's the recession and the components uh, of, of GDP growth. And that the last two uh, are, are the first quarter and second quarter of 2022 this year. That's your recession. And you'll see the consumers down. Uh, business capital investments down, uh, government, uh, they're going to prop up a little bit, but even it's down. And so that's the real economy. Productivity's down. All the major contributors to GDP growth are down. And so uh, when Cortez is going off on the cars and et cetera, this is the way it, it feels to the consumer. And he's giving the hammer every day on food prices uh, through the roof, gas prices still up. Uh, at highs, at 40-year highs, and you can't cloak it. And so, and, and in Navarro's contribution, he always, and he, he says the solution is not more demand fakery with printing money. The solution is structural. And he's exactly right on that. We got to get back to looking at the supply side and the economy, which is business. Supply creates the demand. Government doesn't create but, but, money but, but, or demand. But, 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 it's it's the businesses that are doing the we, hard work. We said we said that they're they're so they're so afraid of this thing falling into a a recession right. and maybe even right. a depression. They were going to have another massive fiscal stimulus when they came back in August. And guess what? Mansion yep. those guys surprised everybody by coming in and actually having the eight hundred billion dollar yep. uh, you know fiscal stimulus before they went on on holiday. But the question for you: We got a couple of minutes. If you're if you're they, they're hiring 80,000 IRS agents saying, hey, you got to be yeah. ready to use lethal force. Uh, right. the, the Senate Joint Committee has said they're going to focus on couples and entrepreneurs under $200,000 or less. That's where 85 percent of the taxes are going to come from. Right. You're not going to have any more tax cuts. We can't sell any more bonds. They're going to have this massive, still massive deficit spending. How do you, in your world, how do we actually get back to focusing on making the economy itself productive when you can't you know you're gonna have to fight the administrative state every day on regulations right. you're gonna have to there's no more ways to have tax cuts in 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 dave bratt's uh, you know concept how do we get to the underlying core problem and and by the way yeah. and they in this bill actually starts doing the transition it kills our energy right sources yeah. and gets to yeah. you know transitions to the green new deal so how do you in two minutes how do we do it brett well, I don't need to do it because you're doing it. The, the key to it is uh, the Marxists have overrun the institutions. And originally, the Marxists wanted to own the means of production, right? The capital itself. Well, they knew they couldn't do that, right? So they started off in the education sector. They overtook the uh, size of government. The federal government's growing. Uh, they've packed the FBI, the CIA, the State Department uh, with the, the administrative state. Uh, and there's a night, you know, people are going over the history of the FBI now, right? Over the last 30 years, uh, how it used to be patriotic American superstars. And now we've got attacks on, you know, sitting presidents, et cetera. 
And so uh, your analysis is right. You've got to get rid of uh, the federal government, the Marxists and the the leftists, not liberals. The liberals are fine. You can debate with the liberals on the size of government. That's not who we're dealing with anymore. And so uh, when you're talking about uh, taxing who the taxes are going to fall on, the left is not going to tax itself, right? The big tech guys, uh, Twitter and Facebook and Google and Microsoft and all that, they're all owned by the left. Those big five firms are worth more than all of Europe combined market cap. They're not going to tax their buddies. They're going to tax you. Right. In the... And the carried interest is the one thing to take out. Uh, Dave, what's your uh, Getter uh, social media handle? People can follow you. Yep, Getter, Brat Economics, and uh, got to rumble and uh, watch me on the show. Just uh, type in Dave Brat there. We'll push it all out. Dave Brat, thank you for your analysis about the real economy. You bet. The kids are back in the hallway. Students the are back in here. Come visit. <laughs> Dead in the water. Okay, brother Brat, thank you. Somebody else is under constant attack. That would be Naomi Wolf. But I think her prescriptions are right. All next. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. But as we saw time and again, uh, he showed that he had contempt for, for, for classified information. And, you know, the Washington Post this morning is saying that Garland called Trump's bluff yesterday. But I think it's more than that. He called out uh, with with his just the facts, ma'am, approach. He called out Donald Trump's bluster. He called out Donald Trump's blust, uh, bluster and, and, and his lies, his BS. Um and you, you just get the sense that from the start of this, Trump has known that he's a corrupt politician who's been cornered. And so what has he done? He's refused to release the documents. He could have released the documents at any time. And, and instead, he's been whipping up a frenzy against the FBI and against law enforcement officers. And we saw the consequences of that yesterday, most likely. Uh, if if the reporting is correct, that sure enough, just as I've been warning on this show every day, the irresponsible voices on the Trump right are ginning up hatred against our FBI, against law enforcement agents, against the very people that they once claimed to support. 
And while they're whipping them into this frenzy, they're putting the lives, they're putting, they're putting targets on the back of FBI agents. And they know who they are. And they were still doing it last night on TV, even after somebody tried to break in to the FBI uh, 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 Bureau uh, in Ohio yeah. and cause harm to agents. And the person. Uh, that's Morning Mika, and that's Joe Scarborough, the failed uh, politician. Remember, I think he spent two or three terms in Congress before a intern inadvertently died in his uh, his local office, and he had to then uh, quit to go spend more quality time with his then wife. Um, it, by the way, this whole nonsense about called Trump's bluff. First of all, he couldn't release the documents. It's a whole legal process you have to go through. These guys walked into a trap. You do understand this, Garland and, and the FBI. The trap's about to close on them. This is what buffoon, <laughs> buffoons the mainstream media are. Garland called the trap, called the bluff. Just make sure you put it in perspective. Garland had senior, because Newsweeks are not, of look, I don't agree with their ideology, right? Although Darren Beatty and Steve Cortez and Boris are now columnists over there. Darren Beatty's got his first column up today. But the, the news, they had two, Senior executives, senior officials from the Justice Department that had direct knowledge of the matter, authorized to speak with anonymity to uh, to a Newsweek to say we had nothing to do. With this is all the FBI. Those guys directly report to Merrick Garland and Merrick Garland came in this fiasco, this firestorm now had to take responsibility for it yesterday and then lied to you, said we do, we do our talking through our filings. We do our talking through court. Left the stage. That little weasel left the stage with his breaking voice and about to cry and wetting himself. Left the stage and leaked to the Washington Post. Dossie in the same group of scumbags that when all the, when all the worlds, cause they're directly sort, they're basically typists, they're scribes for the Justice Department, the FBI, and put out this hoax on the nuclear, on all the nuclear secrets. Let's see the affidavit today. Let's see the inventory and let's see the facts. Let's get the receipts. And we'll see how many resignations we get. I'm all over. And Joe Scarborough, uh, you can say what you want, but we're going to get the scalps of Ray and Garland on this. David Brooks in the New York Times and George Will in the Washington Post, two Trump haters from the old Republican Party are today saying that this debacle by the, yes, the Gestapo that is the FBI. If the FBI wants me to stop calling them that, they should stop putting guys, 70-year-old Peter Navarre, in chains in an airport. They should stop going out to a gold star mother who gave the ultimate sacrifice, her son in defense of his country, and chaining her up like a dog in Colorado. You stop acting like the Gestapo, and I'll stop calling you the Gestapo. Until then, you're the new American Gestapo, and I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care if MSNBC or Rachel Maddow or NPR, okay? We're out to make sure, and by the way, they're going to be defunded. We're going to use appropriation prize. going to be defunded and dismantled. If there's going to be a federal investigative police force, it has to be rebuilt from the ground up. I want to go to Naomi Wolf for a second because you've been, the administrative state has also come after you. You've been a truth teller from day one, and now we know from CDC. We'll get to that in a second. But you've been attacked relentlessly, Naomi Wolf. Walk us through that. Yeah, it's a really sad time for America on many fronts. Um, and, and one of them is personally very, very scary and upsetting. Uh, I found out um, two Fridays ago 
uh, through an America First legal FOIA, and God bless them, um, they uh, secured 268 internal documents from the CDC, and and my lawyer sent me my tweet in those documents and said, you're named in here. And um, to my horror, uh, indeed, someone named Carol Crawford, who is the digital outreach director of the CDC, the agency that uses our tax dollars to protect Americans um, from harm and disease, uh, she is coordinating with Todd O'Boyle, I gather, with Twitter, a bunch of other Twitter people, and the census guy, for some reason. Um, and she is coordinating uh, longstanding um, conferences uh, to address misinformation with big tech. And then she uses law enforcement language, which is super scary. And I'll get to the tweet itself in a minute. But she said, also, we are standing up a BOLO COVID misinformation meeting and inviting all tech platforms. And, and, and indeed, it turns out that they were working with Twitter, Facebook, Google, um, and, and the census. Uh, and, and the reason the census is so scary is that they have all of your personal information. So they were breaching confidentiality on multiple fronts and unlawfully, it appears, coordinating with for-profit companies to suppress the First Amendment rights of American citizens. So here's the tweet that so upset uh, her. Um, <laughs> It's me saying uh, hundreds of women on this page say they are having bleeding or clotting after vaccination or that they bleed oddly being around vaccinated women, which actually many, many women were saying, and the volunteers, the Pfizer uh, research team volunteers have identified that Pfizer it defines the exposure to the vaccine as including um, uh, inhalation and skin contact as well as sexual intercourse. So shedding is a real thing, according to Pfizer. Um, and then I said, unconfirmed needs more investigation, uh, but lots of reports. Um, and and that was what I what I tweeted. And and in in doing that, I'm doing exactly what I've been doing for 35 years, Steve. I'm being an investigative reporter with a primary focus in three previous bestsellers on women's health, women's sexual health, women's reproductive health. When hundreds of women report menstrual irregularity, heavy bleeding, extended bleeding, two periods a month, things I won't even go into that are horrible, it's, it's a red flag and you don't need to be you know, a rocket scientist to know that. And uh, Brownstone points out that um, as far as they know, um, among those targeted was Naomi Wolf, who so far as I know says the wonderful Jeffrey Tucker was the first to reveal the relationship between vaccination and irregular menstrual patterns. For talking about this subject, she was permanently banned from Twitter. This direct hit was ordered by the CDC itself. Again, the, the CDC uh, digital director used a law enforcement term, B-O-L-O, -O, be on the lookout. So in my, in my book, The Bodies of Others, I describe what happened on the receiving end. I didn't have this information from the inside of the CDC at that time. But on the receiving end, I sure felt the massive power of Twitter and Facebook and Google and the United States government at the highest levels slamming down on me for, for reporting something that was true. Um, I was deplatformed from Twitter, but Listen, Twitter also apparently took, sorry. 
No, go keep going. Keep rolling. Oh, thank keep rolling. you. Twitter also apparently took tweets that I'd composed and immediately deleted because they were badly worded. They only existed in the ether. Twitter kind of resuscitated them somehow. And uh, and they also took tweets of mine out of context. And then they went to all these news outlets that I've written for, been a columnist for, or that syndicate me for the last 35 years, like The Guardian, like the BBC, um, people who are getting millions of dollars from the federal government or from the Gates Foundation to uh, engage in COVID education, meaning smearing people like me who raise criticisms of the mRNA vaccines, for instance. And um, and then there was this like global smear campaign that that my, my career, I try not to whine, especially not on your show, but my career has not recovered from it. I was called bat s crazy. I was called a conspiracy theorist. I was called counterfactual. Um, Media Matters came out and attacked me for this accurate reporting. No, no, no. Here's what's interesting. Here's but here's what's interesting. The big proponents of women's rights and women, you know, they did all things. She's hysterical. She's crazy. I mean, they made all the smears they try to make when a woman stands up and says, hey, here's the way it is and puts out the facts. That's what I found most fascinating. All these proponents the, the, the attacks on you were 1000% misogynist. I mean, I was kind of stunned how brutally, and it, it, quite frankly, you're an apostate, right? You used to be part of the club, and now you're saying, hey, you guys are, I don't know what you guys are looking at, but you're not looking at information. I've only got but so much time. I got to get to this because Sorry. I said, hang on a second. The CDC, you got to help me out here. The CDC, and I thought this was a parody at first. It was, it was, it was like the, uh, the IRS one ad the other day. I thought these are memes up on Getter or on True Social that people are just making up. They're so good. The IRS thing, you gotta be ready to lose lethal force. We were a day after reporting that because I had to ascertain it was actually true, which it was. The CDC, correct me if I'm wrong, because I am far from an expert. I depend upon guys like you and Malone and all the, all the, you know, the, the guys that help us out. Did they just come out yesterday and put out a, a statement that in future treatment or in protecting against it's no difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated? Did I read that correctly or is that also a parody? Uh, you know, it sounds like a parody. It is tragically true. It's literally like the last year and a half of the president and the CDC saying, go ahead and create a two-tier discrimination society, exactly like Jim Crow laws, divide Americans into clean and unclean. Um, you know, the, vac- the, the unvaccinated can kill you, can kill your mom, a winter of death and destruction from the unvaccinated. We're losing patients with the unvaccinated. You have to stay home. You have to lose your career in the military. You know, you have to lose your career as a first responder um, or be forced to have these mRNA injections with your now we know catastrophic and lethal uh, possible side effects. That all vanished into thin air. It's over. Oops, sorry, you're fine. Um, I just I sent that to my mom and said, please send this to you know all of my extended family um, so that they can stop discriminating against us after a year and a half. It's uh, it's like it's like the end of the Wizard of Oz. It all vanishes in a puff of smoke, and and, and nothing's changed. Like the science hasn't changed. Vaccinated and unvaccinated people were always exactly identically a threat or not a threat to everyone else there was no difference we've got as soon as this firestorm in marlago ends we're going to get you back and we got to spend more time on the research everything just real quickly give daily cloud how do people go how they still volunteer how they support and then what's your social media i'll tell you but i want to warn that what 
I was deplatformed for turns out to have caused predictably massive miscarriages and spontaneous abortions, which we can talk about next time. Uh, in the meantime, and that's much more serious than anything that's happened to me professionally or personally. In the meantime, you can come to dailyclout.io. You can read all the reports right there by the amazing War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Research volunteers. You can buy the bodies of others in which you can read about my deplatforming and um, and you can find me on there. Thank you, Steve. I tell you what, Dr. Wolf, we're going to reach out to you here momentarily. We'll try to get you on the afternoon show. Got to go through all the new updates. It's too vitally important. Dr. Naomi Wolf, thank you. Okay. Alex Moyer, a great young filmmaker, next in the war room. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they have been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and your Second Amendment. Go to PatriotMobile.com. That's all one word, PatriotMobile.com, slash Bannon, or call. 972 Patriot. That's 972 P A T R I O T. 972 Patriot. Use the offer code Bannon, B A N N O N, to get the free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts for you. Come join our movement and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972 Patriot. Support this company that supports your values. Do this today. Action, action, action. Jones, the story you're about to see is true. This is reality. Truth is stranger than fiction. I'm the most banned, most demonized media person in the world. Alex Jones is a fake. And he's a performance artist. I'm perceived as a clown, a nut, a maniac. <laughs> On his website, InfoWars, he touts paranoia porn, the sickest, most offensive theories. Alex Jones claims that 9-11 and the Oklahoma City bombings were inside jobs. Don't you stand for America, sir? He said me and Hillary are demons. <laughs> Ain't that something? You'll burn in hell! I met him back in 1990. I knew right away he was going to be a star. How's my hair look? I saw all these conspiracy terrorists that were talking about the New World Order. And I thought, that's what I'll do. Get it, Alex. Get the New World Order. It was that attack on humanity that I saw early on that I really wanted to wage war on. You're lying to the public. It's disgusting. Once you taste that, there's no one back. Everything's a war. That's the way the universe works. And everything is propaganda. I don't trust Donald Trump, but I agree with probably 95% of what Donald Trump says. Your reputation's amazing. I will not let you down. That's what the media took gloves off. Alex Jones said the Sandy Hook shooting, which claimed the lives of 20 children, was fake. I try to tell the truth, and sometimes I'm wrong. Did the New York Times get in trouble? 
for consciously lying about WMDs that then led to a war, killed tens of thousands in conflict? No. The attempts to deplatform us have failed. They'd have the CIA, the FBI following me around. Now we gotta destroy Alex Jones. We're not playing games here. This is such a historic moment together. USA! It's all just insane. Okay, let's put me in prison for questioning, okay? Even though that's my right. In fact, let's execute Alex Jones. Let's let's put me in front of a firing squad, pull the trigger. I have a sick feeling, actually, because I know what comes next. An absolutely incredible film, Alex's War, uh, about Alex Jones, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to bring in the uh, brilliant filmmaker, Alex Moyer. Uh, first off, why Alex Jones? Why at this time? I know how long it takes to make a film, how long you have to be dedicated to it. Why did you pick uh, Alex Jones? Because it, it, it seems like yeah, I would throw it out there. You're maybe not you don't agree with our under, our underlying political or philosophical beliefs. So why would you take a topic that you would have to really live with for so long and make a film about it, ma'am? Um, well, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know where you heard that. I, de I fundamentally don't agree with, uh, the, I, I, I personally feel politically homeless, so I don't consider myself a, a liberal or a conservative. Um, but I do care really deeply about free speech and I do care really deeply about authenticity and filmmaking. And, um, I'm deeply interested in the culture wars and everything that's happening in this country right now. And I thought that, what better way to get to the heart of the matter than to make a film about Alex. So um, it's an extremely motivating topic for me. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun to do. And it was, you know, one of the great adventures of my life. How do people get to this film? Because as I told Alex, we're going to do a two-hour special with Alex tomorrow. It is absolutely it's one of the most dynamic films I've seen as a doc, you know, documentary filmmaker. You absolutely nail the topic. You nail the man. I mean, you you get to this. So how do people actually get access to this so they can see it now? Well, uh, you know, by the grace of God, it, you can watch it on Amazon. You can watch it on iTunes. Um, we weren't sure that we were going to be allowed access to those platforms um, because of Alex's situation. And although we have been banned from promoting on a lot of the social media platforms, we've been able to keep the film um, up for, available for streaming on all those major outlets, but it's also available on Rumble, Locals, Rockfin, Odyssey, um, you know, as a backup. And if you want to support some of those smaller platforms. As an advocate of free speech, tell me what you learned about this that you didn't know going in as you made this film and had to live with the su subject and the man himself. What did you learn about free speech in, uh, in the United States of America, supposedly the home of, uh, of free speech. Um, I, I learned that, uh, you know, free speech is not necessarily insured to you by the constitution. It can, it's definitely already been, um, as we've seen, uh, compromised and chipped away at little by little over the, you know, well for longer than a decade, but it's really kicked into high gear and accelerated now as you of course have experienced yourself, Steve. And, uh, I'm just lucky that, um, I was able to get this, this film out there and um, sort of put Alex within his context and really show that, you know, he he is sort of um, what's happened in his life is sort of a watershed event for free speech in America. And what's happening to him really does sort of is an indication for what can happen in the future.
So we all need to be paying attention to what happens with Alex so, right now. Okay. That, so it, it's a watershed moment. It's a hinge of history. Tell us as you see it, being a filmmaker that's made this, how do you see this topic evolving over the next couple of years, given the social media, given the social media oligarchs are trying to shut you down, they're shutting Alex Jones down, all of us. How do you see this developing? Well, the strangest thing that I see happening right now is mainstream liberalism and the legacy media convincing people that uh, somehow, uh, almost seemingly overnight, that free speech doesn't matter and that uh, it shouldn't be important to them because if you're not uh, using hate speech, then you don't need to worry about anything um, happening to 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 your rights. Um, but of course, that's all just corporate messaging and uh it's just kind of amazing um, how fast they've been able to change the psychological makeup of, of you know, what we know as a classical liberalism in this country to uh, a group of people who um, prides themselves on defending free speech to basically advocating for censorship, everyday people advocating for censorship. So that's been really dis a disturbing trend to me. But at the same time, what people are noticing is that content is sort of getting more boring, less challenging less interesting. And, uh, you know, in the free market of ideas, I think interesting content is ultimately going to prevail. So I do think that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. How do people follow you on social media to get to, and, and to get to the film? Well, I, I personally avoid most social media, but you can look at, uh, uh, Alex's War has a Twitter account. You can go to Alex's War Movie, or I think it's just alexeswar.com is the movie website. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can search my name and I'll pop right up. Uh, and then, of course, people should go and, um, and stream the movie and, 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 and keep us on the charts on iTunes and send a message to these platforms that people want to see this kind of content. We're going to send a message to our special tomorrow morning, starting at 10 o'clock with Alex Jones. Myself I love that. In the war room. We're going to be back at five. Yeah, we're going to be rocking and rolling, pushing this film very hard. It's a fabulous film. Back at five o'clock with the search warrant. See you back here at five. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. 
Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.